0: Welcome to the Millennial Politics Podcast. I'm Jordan Valerie, Editor-in-Chief of Millennial Politics, and today I'm joined by AL.com columnist John Archibald. Thanks for coming on, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, we're here today to discuss the Alabama Senate election between Roy Moore and Doug Jones. Last week, the Washington Post broke a story revealing that Moore had sexually assaulted a 14-year-old girl and pursued three other girls between the ages of 16 and 18. Since then, a fifth woman came out revealing that Moore sexually assaulted and attempted to rape her when she was 16, and I wouldn't be surprised if more women came forward soon. Before we go any further, I'd like to say that Millennial Politics unequivocally supports the survivors of Roy Moore's sexual predation and completely believes them. We are also disgusted by the politicization of rape and sexual abuse by the GOP, both with Moore and Trump. Sexual assault should not be a partisan issue, but in today's political landscape, it is. John, this is a tough question, but... How in the world did we get here? <laughs> Man, I wish I knew
1: what, how we did get here. I've been uh, pondering that for a long time. We've just become so deeply divided and so partisan and so shocking in this particular instance. I mean, we all know it exists, but it's in this particular instance, I mean, this is a candidate who has built a name in, on his moral high ground on his his reputation as a you know whether it was the 10 commandments or or his interpretation of the bible that has has been his whole platform and so now when he is washing these allegations which you know, anybody who looks at them, who reads them, and who kind of vets them, who has heard name, who has heard the fifth accuser discuss this yesterday, has to look at it and say they're, you know, these are credible allegations. But to hear so many people in Alabama who claim to be on this religious high ground say it doesn't matter if he committed these crimes, he's uh better than a Democrat. That is the ultimate hypocrisy. It is choosing their politics over their religion which is a stark sort of sea change, I think, and one that is dangerous for both politics and religion.
0: A JMC analytics poll found that a 37% plurality of evangelical voters were more likely to vote for more because they learned that he's a sexual predator, while only 38% of Alabama voters overall said that the news made them less likely to vote for more. These are deeply disturbing statistics, but not all that surprising, given that grab them by the Pussy wasn't a deal-breaker for Republicans. But is there something unique about this? Do white evangelicals in Alabama have a particular affinity for sexual predators? No, I don't think that's the
1: case. I mean, I, I hope that's not the case, because it eluded me if it did. Uh, but then, you know, the Roy Moore thing eluded me as well for a long time. But, you know, I think that it's more... A situation where I mean you can go back and look at the primary race in the Senate when when Roy Moore faced Luther Strange, who was anointed by the Republican establishment, Alabama Republicans then really rejected that Republican establishment thing despite Trump's endorsement of Luther Strange because they felt like Roy Moore was more Trump, and I think that they don't like to be told what to do. I think that they really do in a lot of instances see this as a they question the timing, they don't even look at the facts. They argue that it's politically motivated, whether that be from Democrats or whether that be from from McConnell and uh, the Republicans in Washington. And they think they know best. And up until today, up until yesterday, I think I would have gone ahead and predicted it doesn't matter what happens. Roy Moore stays in the race and Roy Moore wins. After yesterday... After Jeff Sessions himself came out and said he believed the women, I think that anything can happen, although I will still be stunned if Roy Moore ever drops out of the race.
0: Of course, there have been calls for him to drop out from top Republicans, but when the Washington Post broke the story, the key thing I noticed is that Republicans kept saying, if this story is true, if, if, if. Now, a lot of them have changed their tune by now with prominent Senate Republicans like Mitch McConnell saying that they believe the women and calling upon more to drop out. What do you think changed?
1: Well, I think the preponderance of evidence sort of changed. I mean, the more... you look at, at what the Washington Post reported and you see that it is deeply and strongly reported. They threw a lot of effort into it. They they, they took a lot of time and effort making sure those things were bulletproof. You see that people came down. I mean, nothing think sent people down to blow holes in it and haven't really been able to do it. You see these things check out. You heard the woman yesterday, Ms. Nelson, talk about, you know, in a deeply personal, deeply moving sort of account of what, she says Roy Moore did to her when she had just barely turned 16 years old. I mean, if you're from Alabama, you know that this woman, <laughs> just by the way she talked and the way she looks, she came from Gadsden, Alabama, and there was no question in, in that, and she is a person of that part of the world. And when you hear those and see that kind of testimony, I find it incredibly believable. And I think a lot of other people did too.
0: Though it hasn't been unanimous, as I said, several top Republicans in the Senate called for Moore to drop out. But in Alabama, it doesn't seem that Republican officials are doing the same. It seems that they're sticking with Moore, even attacking his victims. Why this disparity?
1: Because we don't have leaders. We have cowardly followers who are Pathetically hiding in their holes and sticking to that accused the victim argument because they're afraid to step out and speak for truth and for what's right, simply because they're afraid they'll lose support from people who, who have no conscience, honestly. You know, I think you can go back to the grab them by the pussy comments you referred to earlier when that first came out in Alabama Representative Martha Roby, a Republican. Uh, was critical of Trump after that happened. And she was uh, beat into almost submission by constituents, by the Alabama Republican women of all people, when she uh, went to meetings and has been keeping her head down and may face retribution in her uh, re-election bid because of it. So I think that uh, rather than attempt to lead from a place of reason and conscience and sensibility, Alabama's Republican leadership has decided to just kowtow to those who put them in office.
0: On Monday, NRSC chair and Republican senator Cory Gardner said regarding Moore, quote, if he refuses to withdraw and wins, the Senate should vote to expel him. I'm happy to hear that a top Republican is willing to go this far, but it doesn't seem that Senate Republicans are united on this matter and we would need at least 19 Republican votes to expel Moore. I'm not confident this could actually happen. Do you think that if Roy Moore wins the election, would they accept working with a known sexual predator like Donald Trump?
1: Well, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure what the vote count would be on that. I think it would be stunning and groundbreaking for them to actually do that. It's been uh, what has happened two times before, if my memory serves in American history, that a duly elected uh, senator was not seated. And if it happened now, it would be very significant. But uh, I do think that it would be in keeping with with Roy Moore's history of politics. Uh, for those who don't know, he was Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court twice and was twice removed for failure to uh, follow federal court orders, and both times used those expulsions to generate both his foundation, which supported himself and his family, and a cross-country tour on his, uh, essentially, his, his victimization and persecution, and has uh, made a lot of money and made himself famous. And it's the reason he's uh, now candidate for U.S. Senator. So I, I think that he wouldn't necessarily... Uh, hate the idea because it would simply help build the brand he's been building for 20-some years.
0: If Roy Moore isn't seated in the Senate either by losing or expulsion or whatever, what happens to him?
1: Well, I mean, that depends on the circumstance. If he has to, if by some chance he dropped out of the race, which again, I don't think is going to happen. But if more information comes out and he is left abandoned and high and dry, and he decides to pull out of the race, then that, I think, destroys his entire career, his brand, his following, everything. If, and this is why I think he won't drop out of the race, if he continues to deny, 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 call it a plot, continue to say he's persecuted and pe- by people who Uh, you know, want to destroy Christians and Christmas, uh, then uh, he gets to continue to be the brand that he is now, calling himself persecuted and victimized while never apologizing.
0: How do you think that Doug Jones should be conducting his campaign right now? It really seems that he's trying to avoid the subject of more sexual predation. Is that the right choice? Well, I think his, his
1: whole campaign has been uh, pretty cowardly uh, and milquetoast. I think that he tries desperately to avoid any of the controversy that would cause people to think that he is not middle of the road in, uh, in some way. So he has refused to criticize the president. He refused to criticize virtually anything that goes on in Washington, with the exception of some health care issues and, and those sorts of things. He has not gone on the attack here. He has tried instead to be boring and to seem reasonable. And while seeming reasonable, is a huge thing when you're running against Roy Moore. He uh, has not been very vocal about it.
0: So I think this is also a question of turnout. If Jones is to win, we'll need to see high black turnout, and he's going to have to capture more of the white vote than Democrats have in Alabama recently. How do you think more sexual predation will affect turnout? Will Republicans be less motivated to vote, given Jones an easier path to victory? And again, this depends
1: on how much comes out by Election Day. If you'd asked me yesterday, I would have said one thing. And if you asked me today, I'd say another. So it's sort of a fluid thing. But initially, and and to some extent still, the allegations motivate the core of Moore's base to come out, particularly because they're not likely to see these interviews with these women, they're not likely to read the nuts and bolts of the Washington Post or any of the follow-up columns about these women. And more are coming out daily, and some, some and more will be coming out, I feel sure. But as long as they continue to deny and not actually look at the facts, then this simply motivates the base, and it looks to me like there's there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, It also motivates Jones' base to come out. I do think we'll have a high turnout overall for a special election. There may be more Republicans voting for Jones than we initially thought. And frankly, some of those people will stay home as well.
0: I'm curious about how much this is unique to Moore and Alabama, because something I wrote when the Washington Post story broke is that I'm not going to give credit to Republicans for maybe unendorsing Moore in their words if the allegations are true, even if some of them have decided that the allegations are true. And that's not just because they refuse to admit that the story is true, it's because they should have unendorsed Moore a long time ago. They supported a man who doesn't believe Muslims should be able to serve in Congress, who wants to criminalize homosexuality, who believes that being transgender is a mental illness. All of these really disgusting beliefs that Republicans, I think, have earned for their party. They said that the Tea Party is okay, that Sarah Palin is okay, and that bigotry is okay as long as it means that the GOP is in power. How far do you think that Roy Moore is from the Republican establishment, and could we have a Roy Moore win the Republican nomination and have a good shot at winning in any state besides Alabama? That's another question that I would have
1: answered differently a year or so ago. I mean, I think Roy Moore is, is pretty much a uniquely Alabama creature, although as you talk about other Republicans, Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks, for instance, today— uh, and others, you know, said basically, you know, we'd rather have Roy Moore just because, because we can't jeopardize the the party agenda, right? So it's our party agenda is what's important, not his character, uh, which is crazy. But I, I didn't think a few years ago that Roy Moore would translate anywhere else. At the same time, I didn't think Jeff Sessions would translate anywhere else. And uh, I guess that's st- still debatable, but he is Attorney General of the United States. And there are fr- are what I would have referred to as fringe candidates all over America. I mean, let's face it, there are people with these beliefs all over America. There, there are people who abuse men and women and children and, and others from positions of power, as we've seen like never before in recent years days. Uh, I think that certainly without question, Alabama is the epicenter of this problem right now. We have a lot to answer for down here. Men have a lot to answer for all over the world. Republicans and Democrats have things to answer for, but these are frightening, frightening things. And when we start putting politics above these kinds of issues of clear right and wrong, we've, we've gone way, way too far.
0: There are definitely a lot of fringe candidates, but we've seen that more so, I think, in the House of Representatives than the Senate, just because they're representing smaller constituencies. For example, in the 2012 Senate elections, the Republican candidates in Missouri and Indiana made some very disturbing comments about rape leading them to lose their races and create a problem for Republicans across the country where they had to address the comments. Do you think that Moore could create a similar problem for Republicans in the 2018 midterms, or are Republicans kind of too far gone in this matter? I think if Roy
1: Winson is seated in the Senate, then he creates huge problems for the Republicans because he comes to represent You know, that fringe element that has become more the mainstream element. And every time it steps closer to mainstream, you're going to lose a lot of people. By underestimating the number of people who have been abused, who have been, you know, accosted in a myriad ways, you know, whether it's actual sexual assault or whether it's uh, harassment or whether it's just creepiness. I mean, I think that, that people underestimate just how many, many victims there have been over the years, and they can all sort of internalize this and relate to this and understand that uh, it's just not okay to give people like that a pass. So, I mean, I think that if he is if he wins, it's a big a big deal.
0: Do you think that a more victory and folks seeing that Republicans won't abandon him gives Alabama Democrats a chance of coming back?
1: I mean, by all means, it should. Based on the outpouring here from the anti-moor crowd, the problem in Alabama lies with the fact that, I mean, it's classic Will Rogers. I, I don't belong to a, a, an organized party. I'm a Democrat. The Alabama Democratic Party is a just uh, shattered and it is incompetent and uh, still, in my belief, corrupt. It is run by uh, party bosses who basically, uh, you know, you kiss their ring and, and, and you get some support, but it still doesn't amount to anything that matters. So, I mean, I think until the Democratic Party in Alabama gets its house in order, it's going to be very difficult for them to make any headway in the state.
0: DNC Deputy Chair Keith Ellison recently said, quote, Alabama is a blue state in the making. It's full of folks who want a better life, who want higher pay. I think Roy Moore is. He's a perfect villain. He's a gun toting, racist, law violating, theocratic person. And Doug Jones is a civil rights hero. If we don't win, it means only one thing we have not gone to the grassroots and mobilized the people enough.
1: Do you agree with Ellison? I think he's delusional and um, has little concept of what he's referring to in Alabama. It is uh, starkly different from that and that's wishful thinking.
0: There's been a question of whether or not national democratic organizations like the DNC and the DSCC should get involved in this race. Some worry that involvement in this race would create the same problem John Ossoff had in Georgia, where Republicans characterized him as a puppet of Nancy Pelosi. Do you think that national Democrats should throw everything in for Jones or avoid the race?
1: I think that they should give him a little help if they want him to win. I think that he's been largely abandoned in the wilderness by the party. And, you know, it raises questions to me of whether the Democratic Party nationally thinks it's more beneficial to them to have a short-term Democratic vote from Alabama, or to have Roy Moore in the U.S. Senate, which as you said earlier, might have longer implications about the Republican Party, which I think is a hell of a gamble and unconscionable, but I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that were actually what's happening.
0: What would a Senator Doug Jones look like? The
1: most important thing Senator Doug Jones would look like is not Roy Moore. He he doesn't make a lot of waves. He's not a real ideologue. He's a traditional Southern Democrat, uh, which tends to be uh, on the more moderate end in, in the grand scheme of things. He's not one who... You will be seeing on, uh, you know, CNN every night. He is just about in every way opposite of one
0: So do you think that if Doug Jones wins, that he could win re-election in 2020?
1: I think it's unlikely. I mean, I've talked to some of his campaign staff who also think it's unlikely they think that a uh, win, uh, this year is possible, but uh, it'd be more difficult to run. Of course, the Repo- Republicans are telling themselves that too. I mean, the Republicans who are asking for reason, the Republicans who don't want Roy Moore to represent the state of Alabama uh, have been going around saying, you know, Moore will be a lot harder to beat in reelection than Doug Jones will. And that's sort of being their, their, their way to coax Republicans into holding their nose and voting for a Democrat.
0: It seems that Roy Moore is very, very light on policy, that he doesn't really know what he's talking about, doesn't have actual ideas. What do you think he would actually do as a senator? I think he would do exactly
1: what he's done as a Supreme Court justice and as a candidate, and that is to focus purely on the issues that he cares about, which are the issues that drive his base, which are anti-gay, transgender, anti-LGBT, pushing the theocratic nature of his beliefs that America is a Christian country and and that there's no such thing as separation of church and state. Those are the things he would concentrate on. He would not have interest in any of the other elements of foreign policy or economics or any of those things. Roy Moore would be Roy Moore and he would use it as a podium for such.
0: So lastly, the big one, who's going to win this thing?
1: Well, if you'd asked me yesterday, I would have said unequivocally that Roy Moore still wins. Uh, It just has a feeling right now that uh, the dam has begun to leak and it's about to burst. Anybody close to the middle of the road is going to take a look at this and say, we have problems. Uh, I still think it'll be remarkably close. I still think Moore... I hate to say this. I, don't, I hesitate to say this, but I still think he has uh, the best chance of winning. I hate, I hate it for because of what it says about my state, but uh, I think that uh, he's still the favorite.
0: Well, that's quite unfortunate. But I could be
1: wrong. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I hope <laughs> you're wrong. So where can folks go to find you online, John?
1: You can find my columns at al.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at John Archibald and uh, on Facebook as well. Yeah pleasure to talk to you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Again, this is AL.com columnist John Archibald, and I'm Jordan Valerie, Editor-in-Chief of Millennial Politics. You can find me on Twitter at Jordan Val Allen. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch at millennialpolitics.co. Follow us on social media and stay tuned for the next episode of our podcast, where we'll be interviewing Texas gubernatorial candidate and gay leather bar owner Jeffrey Payne. Thanks for listening.